Howdy! Welcome to Hushacha Emporium, the only store giving you the best deals on blemies and blickies straight out of Texas. Come on down for your best deal yet. I just started doing voiceover work. <laughs> You know what, friend? I don't. I can't even disagree with that. If I lied and said that you're not good at that, I, that would just be hating. <laughs> you should. Damn, give me another check. <laughs> <laughs> All right, look, I, I ain't got nothing to add to it. What we watched this week, friend? This week we tuned into Lone Star Deception, released 2019, available to stream on Prime Video, directed and written by Don Acolo. And starring Eric Roberts, Anthony Ray Parker, Gary Lee Mahmood, Merlissa Determined, and Chris Mayo. All right, let's start the show. The new Chitlin Circuit. Welcome back to the new Chitlin Circuit, the only podcast dedicated to Black Indies only. My name is Lex. And I'm Sid. And each week we review a black independent or low budget movie because we love them. Ooh, that was new. I like that. I switched it up. Gotta keep you, you you know, I gotta keep you on your toes. <laughs> yeah, because I'm finna do the same thing. Howdy, all you cowboys and cowgirls out there. Welcome back to our 60 second challenge. Sponsored by, go ahead and put on your cowboy boots and your hat because it's you. Each week. Alexis explains the plot of the film we're reviewing in 60 seconds or less. Before we get into that, please go ahead and leave a five-star review and a comment if you're so willing on Apple Podcast. All right, Alexis, are you ready to, because I want to hear this, give us the full plot synopses of Lone Star Deception in 60 seconds or less? I sure am, partner. All righty then. All right. Down in Texas, in the Lone Star State, there is a fresh, young, white governor's candidate um, named something Sagal. He's the nephew of a big power player. Stewart. Appreciate you, said Stewart Sagal, a nephew of a big power player like in oil. Um, Mm -hmm. But he gets caught up in a classic politician way. He gets caught up with his pants down. Um, Mm. soliciting sex uh, from a sex worker, which in Texas is frowned upon. Um, So he has Mm. to drop out of the race. Who replaces him? A black man uh, employed by his uncle, who is Tim... No, no, no. Is uh, Bill Bill. Sagal. And Bill is propping up Tim, who is the black man, who would be the first black governor in Texas. And this whole wild journey goes on because the black man keeps getting attacked and they think mm-hmm. that it's somebody trying to set him up to get some money to extort money out of bill but really it's really that bill is trying to set him up for real because this it's all like dirty politics and money or something like that did i go over i'll give it to you you're in the middle of a sentence and so you can get a, a check for this week you're being so lenient these days you getting Only soft. Because... I'll take my ding. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I'll take my ding. <laughs> now that y'all know what went down in the Lone Star State down there in this movie Lone Star Deception, we're going to get on into our general thoughts on the movie. 
Before we get into our opening thoughts of Lone Star Deception, wanted to quickly uh, shout out and thank some filmmakers who recently reached out to us after we reviewed their films uh, a few weeks ago. Uh, so first, want to start with Ekwa Msangi, uh, the filmmaker and creator behind Farewell Amour, available to stream on Hulu. If you haven't seen it, we recommend. Uh, she had such kind words for us, listened to the review. Um, loved it and said she was a fan too y'all so thank you again Ekwa we really appreciate it also want to shout out Samson McCormick the filmmaker behind Love the One You're With uh, which we also reviewed a few weeks ago um, he has since reached out to us on Twitter just giving so many just great kind words and loved the episode and just appreciated our take on it and said that we are great at this might I add and in addition this is a general a generalized shout out to the gays uh, for showing up for that mm. movie you know what we shouldn't have waited so long to find us a black indie gay story because the gays we be we love being represented honey and i just appreciate that <laughs> to y'all the listeners thank y'all all right y'all back to the show so sydney mm-hmm. what did you think of lone star deception i had such high hopes uh for this movie i watched the trailer after you added it to our suggestions list for this week. And I said, you know what? This seems kind of right up our alley, something new, something different. Um, You know, people always looking for black movies, just about anything. And this is what this was. But for it to be this kind of uh, like on the same stakes as like a heist crime mob movie, I think it had too many of those elements to truly deliver on something that high stakes. And it fell flat for me as someone who does enjoy those type of films and TV shows. Um, There were some things that I liked and thought were funny, like some of the characters. But overall, I thought it was okay. I'm, I'm not crazy about it. What did you think about Lone Star Deception? I'm curious. Well, Sydney... I'm surprised by something you just said. Um, you said that you found some of the things funny. That was actually one of my critiques on the movie is that I didn't think there was enough comic relief. So I'd be, I'm going to be very interested when we get into the rest of the review <laughs> to know what you were laughing at because I'm not, <laughs> I'm not sure that <laughs> they intended for that to be your response. Um, my opinion of the movie isn't too different from yours, actually. Um, I was excited because the production value is there. It, you know, it, like, is a lot of gunfire uh, in this movie, and that's hard to do uh, on mm-hmm. a constrained budget. But they, they seem to, like, have really spent a lot of money on the cameras and on the special effects and stuff like that. Um and the story itself got me. I was like, all right, black man running for governor of Texas. I imagine uh, drama ensues. But while the concept was interesting, it did fall flat for me, too. Um, yeah. Mostly just conceptually, it didn't work out. Like when you do some, when you do a movie like this, it's, it doesn't happen in a vacuum. I think this movie would have been pretty good if they had, one, a better villain and it was two uh released in 1991 and the movie would have been great back then because like now no movie you release exists in a vacuum it exists in the same like the viewers watch it through the same lens that we watch all this other stuff and i watched how many other seasons of scandal so Mm -hmm. i feel like i know a lot about political drama (laughs) like scandal and house of cards and the rules set in those movies this movie didn't abide by. It's kind of like when someone makes a vampire movie, but like 
breaks the vamp the generally accepted vampire rules <laughs> mm, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know yeah. like your audience has certain knowledge from other movies and other cultural pieces that they're expecting you to abide by i understand that vampires they sparkle they glimmer in the sunshine they don't just vanish into dust they don't do that and they don't like garlic and the whole wooden steak thing it's yeah. all vampires are made up yet we these are like laws of physics at this point <laughs> and exactly. likewise political dramas like for me like the drama of this movie is about campaign finances and what i know about the real law like from our last presidency <laughs> and from like shondaland is mm-hmm. <laughs> that campaign finances <laughs> is just too murky and too heavily regulated it's just too risky to be doing all of this for and i'm yeah, like where are yeah. the staffers where are the <laughs> like <laughs> you know and, and it was also like the time period is off. So this this could have worked well, and I would say in the theaters against like, you know, mm, no, because Bad Boys had Will Smith and Martin Lawrence. It was at the top mm-hmm. of their game at that point yeah, in mm-hmm. time. No. With some but, better actors, this exact storyline yeah. would have played better exactly. 20 years ago. And like, exactly. like pre all this information that we've... yeah all the lore around political drama now that we all subscribe yeah. to, the same way we subscribe to Vampire Rules, even though it's made up. <laughs> Agreed. I think they should have stuck to one part of the cl- conflict that was causing all these issues for the governor. It would have made the story clearer. I would have paid mm-hmm. more attention to what was happening because for most of it, I said, "Okay, we can get into the details. We'll go through, you know, what happens yeah. uh, in a few scenes." But like, we it can all be assassin like it was assassination assassination <laughs> attempts. It was the mob is involved. You know what I will say? Uh, like I guess. Uh, R.I.P. to one of the best, actually the greatest singer of all time, Miss Aretha Franklin. Uh, great gowns, great pyrotechnics. I did like that. So. Mm-hmm. That's now that's something I can't knock from this movie. That put that put that in my general thoughts. Put that in the pros list of this movie is that the they they spent the money on cameras because the cameras they had the like the, that widescreen. It just looked very like theatrical. It was very it was top quality. They sent so many tracking shots. They must have had like yeah like ten dollars on set <laughs> like so many yeah. tracking shots which is a, a breath of fresh air because usually like in a lot of the lower budget movies we watch even if they have better mm-hmm. stories which i prefer like plug love the, the like gunshots plug, plug love were was off you know but the story was great yeah, yeah. and like even in especially like movies with even lower budgets, the camera's always pretty yeah. static and like mm-hmm. it gets a little boring on the eyes. Um, yeah. But this is a great example of just because you have the best equipment doesn't mean that the story is solid enough for the movie to be That's good. True. That's true. And mm. I will, well, let's go, let's get into the first scene. Well, but I will say too, it kind of took me off. We're thinking about, you know, not having this happen and occur in a bubble and on, you know, this story happening on the greater scheme of the world or whatever mm-hmm. him being like the black republican runner-up for governor of texas just it just threw me story-wise mm-hmm. like if we're going to talk about like realistic political campaigns and how things really work in texas today no matter how purple they try and seem over there this was he one assassination attempt would have been enough uh for mr tim bay to drop the hell out of this race uh, yeah, for real, for real. So, yeah, and that's going to be a recurring theme in the episode. In the that's going to be a recurring theme in this review, guys. Is us being like, uh, I don't think this is realistic. 
Yeah. <laughs> All right. So let's walk through some of these scenes. You know, here on the new Chitlin circuit, I don't know how any other these niggas do, but here on the new <laughs> Chitlin circuit, we like to start with the first scene. I'm full of drama today. We like Number to start <laughs> with the first scene. This movie opens up with a character named Bill Sagal, who is a big mm-hmm. ball of shot caller. He's on the PJ with the girls. They was originally going to, I forgot, someplace. And he, he was like, fuck it. Let's go to Vegas. You know, so he's a big ball of shot caller. Mm-hmm. And... Then we get flipped over to his nephew, Stuart Sagal, who is yep. a family man, you know? And I have to say, here initially, I was mm-hmm. like in because I saw immediately that the production value of the movie was good, was was of quality. And yeah, yeah. I really liked the flowery Texas dialogue. They they got that right. <laughs> the the accents and like the dialogue. That was good. What did you think when the movie opened up? When it opened, I was... I still wasn't really in it. I don't think I was in it for any of it. But I was also a little like, all right now, uh, where the black boys at? Because we do black indies here. Okay, I don't see these two white men come up on screen first. Uh, hello. <laughs> We're not here for y'all. You're yeah. accessories in this in this movie. That's what you're supposed to be. Period. Yeah. Especially in a time Period. like this. Now, yeah. let, let us address that for a long time, listeners. Um, mm-hmm. We... Per our rubric, which we finalized after we did I'm in Love with a Church Girl on that. We did that on air, on episode. Yes, we did. <laughs> um, by saying, like, what exactly qualifies it to be a black indie? If Because sometimes there are white people in the cast. This one makes the cut to me because the protagonist is a black man um, and mm-hmm. the filmmakers are black. So... That no, that does meet the criteria that we set. When I after yeah. watching, I went back because I said, "Now what the hell, Alexis? Don't put on this list." I don't like how you keep letting everybody know I chose <laughs> this movie. <laughs> I think it should. I think it should be known. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. I, and I went back and checked. That's okay. Filmmakers are black, and obviously the lead character is black. So I said, "This does count as a black independent film according to our rubric." So mm-hmm. that was fine. But it does start with the white dudes. Yeah, um, and there are other black characters in the movie as well. So it's not just yes. um, Tim. It's not just him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But let's get to Tim because we see him in the scene afterwards. Because that we get the setup. We got the big baller um, who's like a Texas biz- businessman in the oil industry. And yeah. then his nephew is running for governor. And then Tim works for big baller whose name, like the big baller's name is Bill. But I'm no. going to keep calling him big baller. Triple B's. Um, Big baller <laughs> <Bill>. <laughs> uh, Tim is uh, let, let me describe Tim is not in my opinion a very um, like he doesn't look like a politician he uh, he's he's very large he has an unsettling mm-hmm. deep voice which would work really good yeah. like if he were like a um, like a WWE like a, sh- a TV announcer yeah literally when he came yeah. on screen I said can you smell what the rock is cooking? <laughs> yeah. Who is this man? <laughs> yeah, he he's that kind of guy and mm-hmm. he is helping Bill try and solve the first crisis that comes up in the movie which is uh the gu- gubernatorial candidate Bill's nephew Stuart then got caught up on video. Mm. They got you in 4K. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Cheating on his wife, <laughs> you know, mm. with a sex worker. 
um, mm, mm, mm. which is grounds for a loss in Texas uh, these days. Yeah. So let's get on into because here's where my first note comes up because that's the setup. Uh, y'all don't really. We're, I'm not. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm not gonna be able to take this movie scene by scene. We're just we're gonna no. have to. Yeah, we're gonna go through it. We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna talk through it, and then we're yeah. gonna wrap it up how we do. Y'all know how we do it here. Yeah, um, I'm sorry. Um, now here's the first thing I learned about Mr. Timothy, the black man. Yeah. Not only does he have no political experience to be running for governor. Um, if mm-hmm. I'm not mistaken, there's never been a black governor anywhere. Uh, yeah, no, I think you're right. I, Stacey Abrams was like the first to come close and Andrew um, down in Florida were the first two to come close. But yeah, mm-hmm. didn't happen. Yeah. Mm. So uh, let alone in Tejas. Uh, mm, yeah. It couldn't even get damn. Uh, what's that boy named? Uh, Beto. Couldn't even get him in office. Just- what a weirdo. <laughs> election's over what a weirdo I, I I I did my fucking part that the De- Democratic National Convention the DNC asked me to do my fucking part and I did mm-hmm. and now mm-hmm. I'm done with that shit that nigga's weird <laughs> anyway um, Tim's a coon <laughs> yes <laughs> yes he is <laughs> That's I have that in all caps. That's my first note. <laughs> also, my first note is little nephew done got caught up and oh my oh hell, Tim is a coon. Type mm-hmm. out. A whole coon. He out there shooting uh discs, like shooting, you know how they do it in, in country. Mm-hmm. Um and he's talking to his old military buddy. He's in the military. I guess in in red states like that, military experience serves as political experience, which to it me does not. is dumb. But because <laughs> um, if there's anyone who doesn't know how to navigate the modern office, it is a long time like army veteran. <laughs> they yeah, have no idea. I agree. Like I, I come agree. from a military family. They'd be like, what? Like, <laughs> um, like what you mean? Who ranks here? And it's like, bro, this is a small cross-functional team for the purpose of yeah. liaising. It's like, there's no objective here. It's just corporate America. We're just doing yeah. shit. This is not a mission, bro. We're, we're yeah. not like, <laughs> like you just need just to show here up every day to, you know, do our little part and go home. This yeah, we're going to look at the deck. We're going to edit the deck. We're going to look at it again. Yeah. We're going to edit it. Like, <laughs> yeah, But not only does he have no political experience, he's a coon. And he's mm-hmm. out there. There's one scene uh, after we get introduced to him. He's out there shooting a disc with an old military buddy. And they ask, he asks Tim, like, you know, but you're going to be something about him being a black Republican. And Tim is like, like saying like I'm conservative, political correctness has right. it's been a disease in this country or whatever weird shit he said. And I knew it was going lit like uh no pun intended, I knew it was going left when <laughs> it was written in the script when he goes and then the left liberal media keeps pushing this, you know, I said, Oh God. Yeah. What what yeah. is this like I don't I don't know, conservative propaganda? It, I don't know. It, it it wasn't. I don't think it is. But I just okay. Like what what's happening here? Like what what get to your point, bro? Either you're gonna run for office or not. Yeah, Let's and that's it. bullshit anyway. If because the writers of this movie are black, and they they, they are not as as far as I see in mm-hmm. in the um like credits, they they don't seem mm-hmm. to be black Americans, which would add uh, a yeah, different lens 
to it yeah. because black Americans, we've been consuming black American media uh, since it's been like since we've all been born. And we know damn well black yeah. people ain't got no problem watching, you know, a TV show or a movie about a black Republican. Mara Rocket Kill has mm-hmm. supplied us with plenty. Look of at that Scandal. Content. Yes. Uh, Olivia, Olivia Pope's ass was a Republican. And I love Scandal. Yeah, a whole Republican. And we <laughs> all sitting up here wrapped up in our white robes at pretending yeah. like it's that lovely trench coat, uh, having a big exactly. old glass of red wine, acting like we damn loved like Olivia Pope. Do, love the girl. It's handled. Love, it's handled. <laughs> it's handled. <laughs> and she was a whole loved Republican. It. William Dent ass on uh, yep. Girlfriends, a whole Girlfriends. Republican. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, no, we ain't got no problem with that. We're not... Nobody's. I just cussed. I just cussed out the Democratic Party five minutes ago. <laughs> so I don't. It's just when they said that whole thing about like you know the right is gonna hate you, the left is gonna fry you. Mm-hmm. It's like okay, what whatever they have. Even? Yeah. Now into our main point about the movie about it being unfeasible, the storyline. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is it not too late to be entering the race? Because the primaries are done. He's taking. Yeah. Because he had already Somebody's received nomination. the like, yeah, he already received the Texas like Republican Party's backing. So at that point, yeah, the primary you, it's just two candidates. It's one yeah. or maybe three or whatever. Like you know the, uh, who who be in the middle? Hell, it's the election season has been long. <laughs> the Democrat, the Republican, the damn Green Party, and uh, uh somebody who don't uh, the Libertarians, them fools. the Libertarians, yeah, them fucking whoever. weirdos. Yeah, they're weird too. But anyway, yeah. to your point, at this point, it is way too late for you to enter the race. Someone who has no political experience, no one knows who you are. You are a mm-hmm. random black man who just says, who for whatever reason has gotten the backing of the Texas RNC yeah. to do this. Yeah. And we're going to yeah. get, oh, just real quick to clarify, because I don't want anybody coming for me. I was talk, I was saying libertarians are weirdos. I wasn't saying that about the Green Party. <laughs> yeah. Just to be clear with everybody. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't want anybody thinking, Lex Kuhn hates the earth. <laughs> no, no, no. The libertarians are mm-hmm. fucking weird. You can find yourself in conversation with a libertarian. They try and convince you that fire, fire public fire departments are bad. if a fire burns my house i'm slipping (laughs) what what anyway no on to the rest of tim's political journey here now we move on to a scene now we got to discuss this because he goes to a pack meeting uh, a pac um Mm -hmm. which is white people with money um yeah and Bill, the white man he worked for and who put him up for the nomination, is and brings him on in there. And it it was giving very get out to me. It was. Um, I mean, because my note there said, uh-oh, these crackers is not having it. I don't know. What, what I don't know what the hell's going to go on up in here. All I know is I, don't, I better not hear no Negro slip because I'm yeah. turning it off. <laughs> I, I, I got on the like defense yeah. when that because I'm like as a black person I'm personally physically uncomfortable being in a um wood paneled room with white men and they got animal pelts and stuff in here like laid out like animals that they don't kill and stuff it's a Mm-mm. it's a skunk on your couch yeah. <laughs> 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 nigga you got Don't you sound I'm like so- damn Woody. <laughs> There's a snake in my boot. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fucking, you got a squirrel up on your fireplace and you trying to tell me. <laughs> no, sir. <laughs> I can't, 
concentrate with all these fucking animals around. I mean, you killed all of these? You did all, that, all of that? Like you didn't buy none of them. This is not Ooh, pure. This is not you, uh, fucking pure 39. What What the? Pure 13? I, you pure, know I'm poor. <laughs> no, pure one imports. Pure and then one, what was the yeah. other one called? I, I'm just, I, th- I know Pier 1 is going out of business, so. Oh. Oh, R.I.P. Clearly, we got mm-hmm. all of our furniture from hand-me-downs and rooms to go. <laughs> uh, nevertheless. Yeah. So, he walks into all these mu- all these fucking animals and, and shit mm-hmm. in there. And Bill is like, you know, this is my Nick. This is my candidate. And <laughs> <laughs> he didn't say that, but he meant it. <laughs> <laughs> this is my black meat too. <laughs> Look at my African American. Look at him. <laughs> and it was just very uncomfortable to me. It and was. then one of the white men just cuts the shit, cuts the tension in the room because apparently this is the only group of people that uh, Tim had to convince in the whole Texas yeah. RNC. This these folks in this room had these enough are money. The power players. Yeah. So one of the white men cuts the tension and just goes, look, I don't care what color he is. Is he ready to convert to Republicanism? Let's pause there. What the fuck is Republicanism? Is that some, (laughs) they dropped a new Christianity? (laughs) Maybe so. Maybe we, because I don't think we get the new Christian pamphlets. I think they they took us. Because I'm unsubscribed. Yeah, they know not I don't yeah. I don't want to hear about the new drops. <laughs> Cause I heard of Protestantism. That was Martin Luther's joint. Um mm-hmm. yeah, he was doing that, posting all them flyers around town. He yeah. did that. Not every track on that record was a banger, but um <laughs> he did have a good single though. <laughs> yeah, he did. He did. He made a statement. Yeah. He went down in history or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But Republicanism, I had never uh heard of that one. And are you and ready to convert? That's the question. Well, if there's what, republicanism, is there well democratism? No, because now I'm scared. If I'm in a room and a white person lean up on me like that, ask me if I'm ready to convert. I'm seeing all these animals, stuff is going no. through my head. <laughs> and I'm saying, what you got a ritual or something? <laughs> is it some type of initiation or something? Because let me tell you something right now, Buster. <laughs> I'm not for that. But that's oh why I got God. confused because the last scene, Tim was talking like he was a red blooded Republican. But right. then now he's saying that he was a Democrat his whole life and now he's a Republican. I don't get it. Which Uchiwali, one mic. Oh, one mic. What is it? We don't we we're still unsure. Yeah. Until you know, we get later on he does his first like PSA, which is also it would never make me want to vote for somebody if I saw mm-hmm. that flash across my screen. Um, because mm-hmm. why are you so stiff? Like yeah. give me give me something. Like Back the camera up, you know something, <laughs> and he he does state then I guess like I have been a lifelong Democrat. I know you're wondering why I'm running in a, in the Republican seat. Okay, but yeah, he never explains why. He and said that the parties were meaningless words. That's not how you get people to vote for you. <laughs> you just people think people are really into the party thing. Um, yeah. They with they gang gang like, like exactly <laughs> exactly. Now here's one because the pack meeting was probably one of the most memorable uh, scenes for me in this movie, and the next mm-hmm. scene could have been the most memorable scene, but they 
they messed up this part of the movie, in my opinion, in just my little mm. opinion, because there were too many location jumps to where yeah. I couldn't make sense of the timeline. And how all of these characters somehow connected to each other. Because yes. it's like, okay, so we're we're at the pack meeting, we're in Bill's office space, we're at Tim's home, we're at this bar restaurant. It was And it then was the lot. PSA comes on and yeah. then Tim says he has to go to the out of Africa meeting because his wife is African. Mm-hmm. And then I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, because that's the scene that I would have been more interested in is black people saying, you're going to be a Republican? Yeah, or like, <laughs> you know, yeah. but the out of Africa meeting was just them watching the PSA come on the TV and mm-hmm. they didn't, there was no dialogue. You said, thanks for coming. And it was that like, was it. that was it. Like I, I wanted more out of that. And here's where things veer off the highway. Uh, Stewart, after he done, you know, lost his seat in the race, he went and got dead. Um, yeah. On his own, it, it from a self-inflicted gun gun wound. Real sad. He just didn't mm-hmm, see. He just sad. didn't see it going well for him. Um, now here's what I have to say about acting, and here's why it's going to be very difficult <laughs> for me to. You see how I haven't even brought up acting um as a component of filmmaking in this review mm-hmm. yet because mm. i have no idea <laughs> i'm the same way white people can't never tell how old black people is or something mm-hmm. i have no idea when a white actor is overacting or underacting because mm. to me all white people act funny like i don't know <laughs> like like if a white they person all is act funny that's yeah. just- <laughs> Like, if a white actor is acting poorly, I mm. cannot tell you if they are or not. Mm. <laughs> because that's all white people be fucking weird like that. Like, <laughs> when when this man found his nephew, shot up. He goes, uh-huh. oh my, call the cops. Call like, the cops, if a black yeah. person said that, I would have been like, oh, this is a terrible actor. But white people do be acting like that. <laughs> it's true. Like, oh, oh my, Stuart, 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 honey, call the cops. Yeah. <laughs> like that. Yeah. I, can never tell because I, I don't mm. I don't have a good gauge mm. on white people I don't be around I don't have the context <laughs> I guess if that's like the low end of the spectrum for just like not great performances it's like the high end of the spectrum like the good stuff Adam Driver in the marriage uh in the divorce whatever that movie he was in with ScarJo marriage story the, marriage story the girls loved his little performance he 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 gets by he's like he's like we're 25, right? So mm-hmm. for us, like Kofi Sorabo or mm-hmm. like, um, you know, even men who are slightly older than us, like um, Yaya, Yaya, um, Lance Gross, mm-hmm. or the yeah. Trevante. Uh, Trevante. Mm-hmm. Trevante's around our age, right? He's like oh, in his mid I, I hope so. I oh my so. god! <laughs> or um, what you call it? Who just be fucking and showering and shooting and stuff? Oh, Omar. Um, yeah, Hardwick. Uh, Omar, Omar Hardwick, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I hate that that's his <laughs> brand. But that's who we like, right? It, like, know? that's who the black girls are. Like, but they're after. actually, like, fine. Adam Driver is not fine. White girls want to fuck Adam Driver. I really fuck you up. They want to fuck it. Benedict Cucumber, too. Stop. And not Dr. Strange. He is- <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Into your face looks so distressed. <laughs> they want to fuck him, and he gets by because they want to fuck him. They is not fine, Alexis. They they is not fine. I just, Cindy, I didn't say I'm. I'm just. Rep- I'm just a messenger. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm gonna let them have that. Um, mm-hmm. 
That's why the only white people to me who I be like, ooh, she be acting. <laughs> it's white people who play like characters that I would just never I like like Meryl Streep or like now, Meryl Kathy be Bates Kathy, <laughs> you know you be acting yeah. right they they have just yeah. they play these very just like they're good at playing like highfalutin characters or like twisted mm-hmm. characters you know yeah or like unhinged cause Meryl and Kathy they yeah. can play some unhinged women they, or they even what's um, my girl uh, Sarah Paulson I like her too I do like you Sarah know? Paulson yeah but when it comes to white men I can, I'm hard pressed to think of a white man that I'd be like ooh he acts he down like yeah. <laughs> like Matthew McConaughey can't act that good like I, I mm. saw Dallas Buyers Club that wasn't yeah. worth that yeah yeah Oh, Dustin Hoffman. I think he's a really great uh, white Girl, guy I don't actor. Know who that is. Oh. Man, we spending too much time talking about crap. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. This is not who we are. Rayman. I don't see any. You know, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you don't like Robert De Niro? You know, I love the mob and stuff. And, uh, yeah. I guess. I, I suppose. But yeah, for that reason, I'm a terrible judge of whether a white person is acting good or not. Because to me, suburban like the, the characters in this movie like suburban mm. just average normal white people they mm-hmm. act weird to me so i <laughs> i wouldn't know the difference between a good actor and a bad one mm. yeah so Stuart did and now you know um tim is going on on his way on the campaign another problem about realisticness is that mm-hmm. i don't never they didn't bother they had the money this yeah. film they the first shot of this film was a brand new limo pulling up to a PJ. Mm-hmm. They had the money yep. and they didn't like build out a set for like a, a bullpen, like a, like a can, like mm. a, uh, what's it, like an election office. Like you, what do they call it? Their that? headquarters. They're like election HQ. They needed that. You're right. The people who was blackmailing Stewart is still out for the money, which is this old white man and this black lady with the, the awful accent. Yeah, Lolita. Yeah. Um, and going back to my opening remarks for the movie, she's the person who I thought was funny. Um, maybe she wasn't <laughs> supposed to be funny. I probably should have <laughs> took her character more seriously. But I just thought she was hilarious. If that was what, you know, they, the direction they were going for, it landed for me. If not, <laughs> my bad. I still thought it was funny. <laughs> <laughs> well, they asses ain't up to no good because uh, they yeah. want to blackmail Tim, too. So here's where the problem starts for me and why it relates to them not having like a bullpen office, like a election, a campaign headquarters. That's what it is. Ah, uh, campaign. Yep. <clears throat> um, the problem is Bill is trying to solve this problem and get rid of the blackmailers and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But you're sending your gubernatorial candidate to, get to go shake them. them up. Where are the gophers? Where are the staffers? Where is the Doug where? Stamper? Where Where's is the hook? Cyrus Bean? Yeah, where's, where's the your hook? Cyrus Bean? Yeah. <laughs> like, from the go, y'all should have just called in Olivia Pope to, yeah. like, handle the crisis. And what you call it didn't even have to drop out of the race. Y'all could have handled that for real. Exactly. So they sent Tim with a blicky <laughs> mm. to shake down the blackmailer. My note says they really got Ruben Stutter out here, Captain Niggas. Not the R and B Teddy Bear, no Ruben. <laughs> this is my sorry for two thousand four. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm, sorry. <laughs> I'm put the reverb on my voice. 
<laughs> That's good. That'd be good. No, same. That was crazy to me. And also, if you're going to get it right, too, if you're going to have your candidate do all this crazy shit, put a damn silencer on the gun. That's something. Something. Like, make That's it something. seem like he just going around shooting folks. Nickerson wasn't at Watergate. He wasn't stealing the files <laughs> himself. You need people to do that. You need, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, movies like this, they don't just exist in the world that you build when you're the writer. They exist in the world of all the other movies that your audience has seen similar to this. So, like, yeah. yeah. Now, then things just escalate. He he threatens the blackmail. The blackmailer kidnaps his daughter. They find the mm-hmm. daughter in, like, five minutes. And then Tim burns down a restaurant. Burns, an arsonist. He blows up a restaurant. Yeah. He, he walks out. Boom, boom, pam. Great pyro. That there's a good positive for y'all. Great pyro in the background. When he walked out, it was very bad boys esque. Mm-hmm. But it the the stakes for what Tim is supposed to be going for are so high. But mm-hmm. this whole movie, my feelings were so low. I'm just like, yeah. really? Again? Really? This is what's happening? Okay, I guess. That yeah. I'm trying to be like up at that same level when I'm watching a movie like this. And it yeah. didn't deliver. It had opportunity to. If you were a governor's candidate, right? Mm. It don't even mm-hmm. matter if you're the front runner. And Tim was the front runner. Yeah. If you're a governor's candidate and somebody take your daughter, <laughs> listen. listen. <laughs> <And> somebody, <laughs> if you were a candidate and the blackmailers got your daughter, <laughs> mm. call the police. <laughs> Just, Bro. That's the only thing that makes sense in that situation. <laughs> Like, I personally, if I was yeah. like Liam Neeson, yeah, I'd just do it myself. Mm-hmm. But if Liam Neeson It's not that Taken, type of movie, though. It yeah. sh- if it was going to be Liam Neeson Taken, it should have been <clears throat> Liam Neeson Taken. It didn't have to be Mob Ties, Taken, <laughs> uh, Bad Boys, um, <laughs> like Army Vet suffering from P- PTSD. It was too, too much. <laughs> yeah. That didn't make no sense. And just me, frankly, also about believability, the antagonist in this movie, what are, they're just too small time. It's not like they like, it's not like they're like a global, like, it's not yeah. a Marvel villain. They're it's too not. small time to be pulling this over on. At this point, if you're threatening a, a governor's candidate, like, like a, someone who's secured the rnc mm-hmm. uh nomination yep you you got the feds on your ass now they're not going to be able to yeah. outsmart the modern police with as much surveillance as they have so true. at their hands i've been watching the wire and i feel like lester <laughs> freeman would have caught these niggas in 2001 let alone some like overzealous pigs in 20. 20- 19 like they definitely were caught especially you. once uh damn tim started dropping bodies lester would have been yeah. on their ass yeah this would have been national news the stakes are too high and the fucked yeah. up part of these attacks is that like they probably spun it like that to the journalists but it didn't have anything to mm. do with him being the black candidate they Not weren't racist attacks this is they're just coming for tim for some reason now we we near the end of the movie now here's one one note now that we're mentioning police this movie had real police cars and real policemen in the in that Mm. final scene did you notice that i thought it was costume i was gonna you didn't see the the trucks the trucks had like the Uh, actual like lights on the on the step that there was a real police motorcycle you're right that was real police like you can't just you know rent that out for a movie and have actors play police. I don't know, man. That was the I most convincing police I ever did see. Like, 
think that about shit like, is expensive. I know it's expensive, but like you know, all those like cop shows and stuff on like um, mm-hmm. NBC and all, ABC, CBS, all the networks—they not. What real, was like, the budget for this then? Because NBC yeah. has the budget, but like that's true. To at least recreate like uh, a, a cop cars for the set, if they're not, you know, I'd, I'm sure yeah. cities are willing to rent them out because you know anything for the police, whatever. I reckon. Look, yeah. the twist apparently was that uh, all of these niggas was in on it and Bill was mm-hmm. trying to set him up or something, but that was so unclear. And the twist came at like the last like 15 minutes of the movie and it was Literally. just so, it just didn't work. It None just, of this it worked. It falls. And then you go, oh my God, all of that for this? Yeah. Because, and like the way it is, is revealed is not that Tim found out and like, mm-hmm. you know, chased down Bill. That would have been more exciting. But no, it's that Bill yeah. is bragging to Tony. And he mm-hmm. says, yeah, I do this because I wanted both of their campaign monies. But, like, there is not enough campaign contributions, right? Yeah. And there's not enough leeway. Like, there's mm-hmm. not enough gray area in campaign finance to embezzle that much money. Like, not <sighs> enough for an oil tycoon to care about. What you going to get, like, to need, yeah, like sixty, seventy thousand $70,000 off this? That's yeah. nothing. That's nothing money to somebody who's worth $100 million. That's nothing. So what's the point? Especially when campaign finance embezzlement comes with some yeah. very high prison fines time. and prison yeah. time. Yeah, you going to jail? That is, they do not play. Like you'd be better off. You'd be better off uh, scamming. Like you'd be, <laughs> you'd be better off like just Whoopee. doing some other like rich people scam, like uh, yeah. opening a fake uh, college or something. Ponzi scheme, <laughs> something. Yeah. yeah. Shit. That's true. <laughs> Another thing I did want to point out too that didn't. Like for this, the crux of this movie to be based off of like his gubernatorial campaign, he was never on the campaign trail. How are we supposed to like yeah. that? Should that we didn't be a even big part see of the, movie. the election result, results like coming in like ooh this district that right. district? He wasn't campaigning at all, at all. So that that's he too busy thing. running like, and gunning in the streets. He he was he was like an assassin. I, yeah. Ugh. It wasn't good. The story was bad. And this reminds me a lot, actually, of John Henry. Mm. Doing too much. Story bad. Get just, yeah. just get the story straight and tell the story. What happened? Like, what? Nothing. The The wife and family stopped showing up as, like, some, like, Tim was in the hospital after yeah. the second assassination attempt, right? His mm-hmm. wife didn't show up. But his, this white friend that he met in the army showed up. Where is the wife at? Like, where are these kids at? Or, like, after his daughter gets kidnapped, we never hear mention of that anymore. She, mm-hmm. You know, it's just all it's all good. We we good to go. Who cares? She's yeah. she back home now, I guess. Just too ambitious. Just too, um, not too ambitious, too untidy. Tighten mm-hmm. it up, the story. Yeah. This, this needed somebody to come in and say, that don't make sense, bro. Don't do all of that. Because if this is just a story about a black man running for governor in texas and Mm -hmm. like the opposing party was trying to smear him or trying to like sabotage yeah and then there's one assassination attempt that would be good but this was a mess Mm -mm. yeah yeah so that's lone star deception he does win the race um sure yeah and (laughs) In, in the credits roll after his friend has helped him by giving a quote to the New York Times about his military career. So, yeah. 
Sydney, I have a question for you. I don't know what the, I don't know what the hell you <laughs> gonna have to. Say. I don't know. I don't know the answer. This is why I have to ask you. Mm-hmm. Who came to act? Wow. Um. Thank you. Uh, you stalling. I know this week. Um. This is kind of like an old favorite of mine. Uh, for the Who Came to Act award. I'm gonna give it to us this week. I think we can. Don't put act. me in it, bitch. Don't put me in it. <laughs> <laughs> Don't put me in it. <laughs> it's you. Fine, I came to act. Um, <laughs> go back and listen to my code open at the beginning of the episode. Um, like I said, then it's talent. I should start doing voiceover work. Um, call me in the room next time, guys, if you want to go over some like pitches and stuff. But yeah, I think I came to act this week. Um, this is my one allotted for the season, and I'm going to use it on this movie. Rejected. So, <laughs> I- <laughs> <laughs> wow. What you want me to say? Actually, I do have. I have. I have an actual person. Um, I did want to for the only character who I enjoyed uh, this movie, uh, Lolita, who I thought was so funny. Oh. Uh, Miss Marlissa Determined, I'd like to nominate her for this week's Who Came to Act Award, if you will accept. I already gave out one verdict uh, today. I don't think I have two in me. Um, I don't, look, y'all, I don't, this is not my favorite kind of episode where I don't like the movie. I want to like every movie we watch. And I I hit it about an 80% clip. Like, I, Mm -hmm. I like most of the movies we watch. I don't be playing. Like, I like the movie. But this, no. Um... (laughs) <laughs> and I don't want, you know, because our mission is to uplift black independent film and its makers. Yes. Um, yes. So, you know, I, I'm a fan of Spike Lee. I don't like all his movies. So mm-hmm. just because this one ain't a hit for me at the filmmakers don't mean that, you know, I don't support y'all as, as uh, artists. So uh, keep that. it coming. And, you know, I, I'll be interested to watch the next thing because there are a lot of good qualities of filmmaking in this movie it's just the the story was not one that i really liked and clearly i got the funds to be making these movies yeah because um, the, the budget was used matter so. of fact let me pitch y'all because y'all, <laughs> yeah. y'all have the, yeah. the, the 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 money yeah mm-hmm. well we gonna have to go on here get up get up out of here yeah um you know as they say in texas have a I don't know what they say in Texas. You don't. Mm-mm. As they say in Texas, <laughs> are you my husband? <laughs> my husband. My, my cousin. Husband. <laughs> that's that's what they say in Texas, right? I took your name. What's my name? Say my name. Say my name. And that's not a deep cut because what last what a couple episodes ago showed me is that everyone who listens to this is gay. So I know y'all know what that is. (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) See (laughs) y'all. Bye y'all. Thanks for listening to join in on the conversation. Follow us on Twitter at TNCC pod and on Instagram at new Chitlin circuit. And that's spelled C H I T L I N. And for the latest and greatest, Check out our website at thenewchitlincircuit.com. Oh.